minds in the game hosted by adam camilleri art of war down under hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to this episode 83 of the art of war down under podcast my name is adam camilleri and i'm here joined by the chesticles the chester i don't know the old man of the sea the old war horse whatever you want to call him brad chester how you doing brother magical just, just magical definitely yeah so well, according to the the pink unicorn shirt I'm wearing right now. <laughs> uh, caveat on this episode: I am quite unwell. I am currently sitting here sweating bullets. I've got a bit of a bit of food poisoning, um, so we will be on the shorter side of things. I know you're all very thirsty for your knife-eared goodness because that's what we're doing. We're going to be reviewing um, probably the first half of the Craftworld Eldar Codex. We're going to be reading through it. This is our want. This is a review-based podcast. Those of you unaware, we're going to be reading it almost verbatim, discussing it, pros and cons, what's good, what's bad. And I've brought the wonderful <laughs> Brad Chester on board as he is an expert and he will be, well, you already kind of pivoted <laughs> onto Craftworld Elder before LVO, oh, I, right? Oh, I was already going to play some Craftworld. I played yeah. Craftworld in every edition. That's uh, why I started 22 years now. I've played in every, I played every edition and I played Eldar somewhere. So, who better to have on? Um, so, for those who don't know, Art of War Down Under is a two-part podcast. The first part coming out for you guys Tuesday mornings at 5 a.m. Um, and then the second part of the podcast, which is for purchase, can be found up on Patreon, Art of War Down Under, or on the Art of War 40K. And that is for patrons only. You have to subscribe. It's behind a paywall because it pays the bills and lets me continue to do this and uh, be on this wild adventure. Um, and for that episode, we're going to be discussing the uh, list that Brad is taking to the hardest RTT in the land. We're going to be discussing the pros and cons. We're going to be answering some of your Patreon questions. And we're going to be talking about how we feel about this book thus far. Um, for those who don't know how this usually goes, I usually do a two-parter on um, a, a book as big as uh, Craftwood Elder. So usually we'll try and get up to and possibly even um, review the stratagems. So that's going through all the Craftworld attributes and to build your owns and the detachment abilities and stuff. Um, but I'm not going to put any pressure on if i feel really crook guys we're going to pull the plug and then you can join us next week for the rest of that week after that will be either harlequins or yunari and then the week after that will be whichever one we don't do and that'll be voted on by our patrons um and uh, subscribers so uh, if you do want to have your say in the order of operations and if you do want to get your questions answered jump over onto patreon or the out of 40k brad okay 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 first impressions baby what you got for me i love it i i think that the only thing i'm a little disappointed is i wish we had the troops were a little bit more juicier. Mm -hmm. uh, they're better than they were because they were the worst in the game before. But I love the fact that right now I feel like I have multiple lists, multiple craft world, multiple builds mm -hmm. that I could get in this book. So I feel mm -hmm. it has a lot of internal balance and I feel it's got, it's going to have, there's not going to be an instant secret sauce. We're not going to see yeah. uh, an instant custodes gray Knight type thing where you're just exactly. like, yep, this is it. And we go uh, because there's lots of, there's lots of shenanigans. There's just so mm. many shenanigans in this book. So I'm very excited to play. I mean, my Eldar battle cry is, of course, not in the face. So I, I <laughs> want to use my speed to get everywhere. And yep. I, I love, 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 love Strands of Faith. Oh, the, the new Miracle Dice-esque mechanic. 
it, it, the fact that you can manipulate it, uh, we'll talk mm. about the, some of the craft worlds that have a little bit more ability to do that, uh, is is super big. And I mm-hmm. I think that, and to tell you the truth, you know what I really like right now? I know that they simplified Harlequins down a little bit, and we're not talking about them, yeah. but just the idea of being able to put them in to Drakari, to yes, craft world, yes. and not break your super trait, mm-hmm. that opens up so many more... But- yeah, they now kind of function like Tempestus Scions for guard, right? Exactly. You, you, mm. you just can put them in. And the thing is, is that I don't even know if it's better. It's just the ability to have options is one of my yeah. favorite things because I just love list construction. I love mm. one of the things is I just love is trying to figure out the best thing to take and to, and to be against, to play against everything. So yeah. I just think that, and I've always loved playing Craft World because I love being Ew. in every single phase. <laughs> well, I do. Yeah, exactly right. And that's one of their biggest strengths. They have probably second best or equal best psychic phase. History will tell us. They have, But they have probably the best movement phase of any army ever from the longevity of the game from first till now. That's probably been their like their keynote feature. Um, and for a savvy general, that's like, you know, bread and butter. But um, let's jump into this review, my dude. We're going to be starting on page 83 for anybody at home who wants to follow along. These are the uh, Asurani detachment abilities. So Asurani detachment is one that consumes, you know, only Asurani keywords. Um, you get leader of the Warhost ability. You gain Crawford attributes, you gain OPSEC on your troops, and you also have a caveat, which is leader of the Warhost, meaning you can only have one Autark per detachment. I think that's pretty much verbatim the same for just about everything now. Everybody's got that. So it's not, it was, yeah. in, I, everyone kind of saw that one coming. Exactly right. So that's, there's nothing really to talk about there. It's all pretty much a straight up and down. So we're going to jump straight into Ulthway, which is the first of the craft worlds. You want to give us a bit of a read of what that package is, and then we'll uh, disseminate I, it. I love it. This is actually my favorite craft world oh, uh, right now. Uh, you get each time a unit is, is selected to shoot or fight, you can reroll a wound. Each yep. time a psychic test for a psychic is with his centripet is taken on the first, basically your first psychic is plus one. Mm-hmm. And the, ent- the the two big ones for me, the, the, these are cute. These are nice. Yeah. These are very yeah. utilitarian. But then you get into the things that I think are so big. The entire army has a six-up invul. Huge. And, mm. and five-up feel no pain versus mortal wounds. It's huge. I can, I can tell you as a Templar player, that thing comes up all the time. The the five-up feel no pain. Um, what's the wall of trait, relic, and et cetera? Fantastic. Warlord trait is one of the best things about it. Fate reader. After you make a strands of fate roll, if this warlord is on the battlefield, you can choose to retain one additional dice. That means you're getting five of your six dice on that. So you're you're getting five sixes, basically. And then the relic... No, uh, I, already I can see it. We're having some problems because thank you very much, G-Dub. You have laid this codex out in a very unique and annoying way. Um, we should probably just tell people anecdotally what is fans of, Strands of Fate just so we don't confuse the hell out of people who might be unaware. Whoops, whoopsie. So, <laughs> so let's no, it, it's not your fault, mate. We're, we're, doing it, we're doing it in G-Dub's order. And G-Dub tells us like all those special rules right before the data sheets rather than at the start of the codex when we need to yeah. know them for context. So go ahead and read them out in order if you would. So basically, you're going to roll six dice if you're in a strike force mission, which is what we usually play in regular competitive 40k. You're going to keep four of them, and they count as sixes. You you use them basically exactly like miracle dice. You use them in place of rolling, and they all are sixes. They're like miracle dice on steroids. But you they roll you roll. Six dice, and you have six different categories. If you want to do them in order, if you have that up right there. 
Uh, I, but one moment. But um, I mean, I can. I can suffice suffice to say, each each number value on a d6 corresponds to a phase of the game. So, uh, advance, uh, charge, psychic power, save. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's just so good. I mean, uh, the, I've had some playtest games where you know you roll three or four saves, and then you just bring one of your guys in that has invulns. Why mm-hmm. it's so big on Uthway, though, is Anybody can use it because the entire army has yes. a six-up involved. Oh, hey, you just <clears throat> shot me with that heavy melter rifle with mm. D6 plus four damage. You know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and just auto-make that save and not yes. die. <laughs> exactly right. Um, and so, yeah, so a one is an advance roll, a two is a charge roll, a three is a psychic test, a four is a hit roll, five is a wind roll, and six is a saving throw. And I'll hazard to guess that two and six are the most important ones. Everything else is gravy, right? Yeah. And the thing is, is that also, we'll get with it, you can you have some manipulation of re-rolling one mm-hmm. of those two with one of your psychers, and then you're getting an extra one with the Uthway. Yep. It's, it's a big deal on this. And the thing is, is that you're getting them every single turn on this, every yes. every round. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's you're you're getting basically more miracle dice than the sisters do, and they're exactly. all sixes. Well, they get they get nullified at the end of each battle round, and you roll again, don't you? Right. Like, unlike exactly. sisters, which, which it, passes it, over. Right. Exactly. So you can't stack them up, you know, for later. Mm-hmm. But so there are going to be turns when you're like, when there's a, you're, when you go turn one, and there's no sh- everybody's hiding from each other, and you get four sixes for saves, and then the round ends, and you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, but, but saying that, so what happens is you would uh, do you decide to roll your save dice, or do you decide to automatically just use the the save? You have throw? to use it. You can't fail yeah. it, then use it. You have to yeah, exactly use right. It. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not a CP reroll. It's not a, a straight up miracle dice. You have to sorry. You just have to, you have to declare it before you make the roll. So you don't you don't get the knowledge of forethought. Right. It's just it's one of those things where when you're you taking invulns, you're you want to make that charge, you know, things mm-hmm. of that nature are super, super big. But also it counts as a six and we're gonna go into some of these psychics. They have some some big deals when you get yes. a natural roll of nine, for instance. Mm-hmm. For instance, the relic, the ghost helm. The ghost helm is the Perfect. relic for Uthway. It's the Uthway Psyker model. The bearer knows one additional psychic power from the runes of fortune discipline. And then the the better part of it is each time a psychic test is taken for the bear on an unmodified result of nine plus that psychic power or psychic action cannot be denied gigantic, especially mm-hmm. when you're using those strands of fate dice, because man, you slap down, you auto score your your mm-hmm. psychic power, you auto get that power off, you get a quick and you know, you get a whatever off. And man, being undeniable is a huge deal. And effectively oh, just saying, oh yeah, yeah, massive. It gives you so much power to take a bunch of the psychic secondaries to build to take the psychic secondaries. Right. And you, you think that you can get them auto off because you mm-hmm. use that one of the sixes auto gets it anyways. Yeah. And it can't be denied. It's such a big deal. Um, the stratagem on this is the one that they've had forever. It's the Disciple mm-hmm. of the Black Guardians, uh, plus one to hit for Uthway Guardians. Which is nice. It's good. I mean, I, I know I know what you said at the start is uh, Guardians are not... Well, they're not as good as they used to be when we had the Unari double spear shenanigans and I was losing like a freaking Bane Blade to a unit of 20 Guardians off the deep. <laughs> unit right? of Guardians, yes. Oh my god. But they're still <laughs> pretty good, man. At AP3, yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. that anymore. Um, <laughs> the Serpent Shield's very interesting on the Storms. We'll get into that one, though. Mm. <clears throat> All right. I, uh, I actually think that Uthway is very, very strong. 
I said, dude, they've got four dot points for their their attribute. I mean, I can't, I don't know, I I, I can't name another uh, sub faction that has four dot points worth of buff. So you get to reroll one wound roll. You get to uh, plus one to your first psychic test that you take in the psychic phase, which can be with the ghost helm guy, who's on a nine plus is undeniable. Um, you. Have a six plus of auto save army freaking wide, which is amazing, and um, you got a five up against mortals, which uh, comes up a hell of a lot. I think they're a great all rounder. Yeah, I agree. If you're going, if when you start to make your Eldar list before you really start to really, you know, laser in on exactly mm-hmm. the things, because some of the build bears are good, but I, I, I think that's one of the easiest ones to start with. Just be, I mean, six up across the board. You can change the maths on so many things because people have to overcommit. Hey, yeah. did you, you know, did you shoot enough to kill that that unit of five? Well, maybe you didn't because I have a. Especially if you can threaten a six mm. up save, you know, you don't even have to use it. There's just the threat yeah. of it might make your opponent put those extra shots into that unit to make mm. sure it's dead, and then they're not shooting at something else. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, moving on to the next one, which is LA Talk. Attribute is fieldcraft. Each time a ranged attack is made against a unit with this attribute, if the attacker is more than 12 inches away, treated as having light cover. Um, against the attack, each time a ranged attack is made against an infantry or a biker unit with this attribute that is entirely on or within train feature, if the attacker is more than 12 inches away, you unit uh, is treated as having been a dense cover. And then last of the dot points, you can ignore any or all modifiers to the move characteristics of infantry units with this attribute, and you can ignore any or all modifiers to advance roles made for such units. This is pretty nice. I don't know if it's focused enough. I don't know if, if light and dense cover are enough to save <laughs> save, save L, top to three Eldar models in the current yeah, meta. I was going to say, I, I don't want to be in the open. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, why are you getting shot? This feels, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just just battle focus behind something and just mm. <laughs> don't be there. It, the weird thing is, is the one that thing that I actually like the most about this is ignoring the modifiers in your move carriers. Mm-hmm. Agree, agree, man. Uh, for those who don't know, battle focus is essentially a, a move after you shoot, which um, cannot you can't make a charge move afterwards, etc. So you can, with a lot of weapons, move in advance, shoot, and then move again, and you roll a d6 for that. Um, so th- that is it's it's quite big, just getting the extra mobility. The waller trait is master of ambush, which is the same name it's always had. Um, in your command phase, you can select one Elitoc infantry core unit within nine of this warlord till the end of the turn. If that unit is performing an action, it can still make attacks with ranged weapons without the action failing. It's kind of cute. And at the start of the first battle round before the first turn begins, if this war is on the battlefield, you can select one other friendly ally talk rangers unit on the battlefield. Remove that unit from the battlefield and set up anywhere on the battlefield more than nine away from enemy deployment zone and enemy models. If both players have abilities to do this, um, units roll off the winner chooses. Um, I hate that that's restricted to rangers because it never used to be, it, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's just this would be a fantastic warlord trade mm. if it wasn't rangers. But, like, why in Kane's name? Am I putting Rangers nine inches away from oh. my opponent? <laughs> Just <laughs> Thank literally you for give me a scenario where I yeah, want yeah. nine Rangers charging. Exactly. Just- you just like, oh, they did nothing cool. I lay prog my entire army off your ranger unit. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, yeah. Hey man, you want free you want free movement, I guess? I think this should say yeah, cool. pay, take a warlord trait to give your opponent free movement. Free <laughs> movement. That's what's gonna um, happen. The relic is Truth Shroud of Alasar. Alasar. Um, Alatok infantry model only. While the bearer is receiving the benefits of cover, it cannot be selected as the target of a ranged attack. This is the closest eligible target for that attack, and the attacking model is within 12. Um, don't hate it. This is strong. Yeah, the, I do the, not the hate it. The thing is that you can put it on somebody, um, especially if you give... You've got a couple of tricks where you can give a character... Uh, 
a long range gun. You can just take an objective in the back. Um, the thing uh-huh. is, is that this is only good on missions where you're kind of farther away with stuff. Yeah. Most yep. of the time, most of the objectives are just, you can get within 12 a lot of times. So it's, it's really good. And situ- it's situationally really cool. Mm. Um, Pathfinder ambush one CP is their stratagem. You distract in the reinforcement steps of your opponent's movement phase after an enemy unit has been set up on the battlefield. Select one Alitoka Rangers unit from your army that is either on the battlefield or in strategic reserves. If the Rangers unit is in strategic reserves, place it on the, anywhere on the battlefield within 18 of that enemy unit and more than 9 away from enemy models. At the end of that phase, that Ranger unit can shoot as if it were the shooting phase, but until the end of the phase, it can only target the enemy unit that's set up from on the battlefield. Once again, telling you to try and take Rangers. Have you got a TLDR on how good Rangers are? Because they kind of hinges. If they're incredible, Alitoc's okay. If they go to trash, forget Alitoc even exists. Right. Well, the thing is, is that the the first part of this is amazing because mm-hmm. you can steal objectives away from people oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, man. But the the second part of it is, I don't care. I'm going to take five Ranger shots. You know, exactly. Like, what? But yeah, the, the first do? part of this is amazing. I can do some mm. shenanigans here. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you have a ranger unit reserve, I just I steal an objective, you know, or be somewhere where I'm going to steal it the next turn. That's super cool. Uh, the second part is if, if you know when I want to, if I'm going to use an aspect scan type power, I want somebody that a I lot better shooting. <laughs> yeah, a lot exactly. Better shooting than a ranger like, unit, <laughs> even a ten man like. What you're scratching the paint doesn't do much. Yeah. Uh, all right, onto Bell Ten. Your turn. So, sword win. Their tactics. They only. They only. They. They go down to two. I <laughs> so, know. Two Must down. be good. Each time. Each time a unit with this attribute advances or makes a battle focus move, treat a one or a two as a three instead, which is I like. kind of bit. It's big. We'll go into the battle focus. I, I think we should say battle focus real quick. Battle focus. If you go through a piece of terrain, is mm-hmm. minus three. So this would be awesome if it said four. <laughs> mm-hmm. But. uh you still don't go anywhere if you do this. And the yeah. second point is, each time a unit with this attribute is selected to shoot or fight, you can reroll one hit when resolving the unit's attack. So mm-hmm. it's the opposite of uh, yeah. Boothway uh, with one of them. A warlord trait, natural leader. In your command phase, you can select one friendly Beal Tank core unit within six inches of this warlord. Until the end of the turn, each model in the unit makes an attack. You can reroll the hit roll. Nice. I mean, it's, it's four rerolls, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's very nice. So, the relic is the spirit sword of an Athlon. I destroyed that. Uh, Bealtan Psyker only. The bear knows one additional psychic power from their chosen discipline. And once per psychic phase, you can reroll one psychic awesome. test taken for the bear. Mm-hmm. It's the old, it's basically it what is. they've always done. Yeah, had. and it's still good. <clears throat> yeah, it's very, very good. Additional power. And the best part about this is you can do this on. Uh, I love putting this on people that don't already have ways to reroll. So, you put it on Warlock Spirits here and stuff like that. Yes. It's fantastic. So, uh, Wrath of the Shrines, 1 CP. Use the stratagem in your shooting phase or the fight phase when a Beal 10 Aspect Warrior unit from your army is selected to shoot or fight until the end of each phase. Each time a model in the unit makes an attack, an unmodified, unmodified hit roll of 6 scores one additional hit. Exploding 6s is never yeah, bad. Ever it's never bad. I, mm. quite, I quite like this. I Actually, the first dot point is what uh, does it for me, though, um, in the in the attribute. The, the reliable advance, the reliable um, battle focus it's probably yeah, you're, just a huge quality of life. Yeah, it's a huge quality of life. I've actually found that I like Battle Focus a lot. I don't think that a lot of people were bitching about because they, you know, of course they leaked it originally, you know, that it was just a straight D6 with no modifiers yeah. with the, yeah. the terrain. But I like the fact that you can move back and forth, you know, around things. If you're doing it very mm-hmm. 
very smart, you're 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 only peeking out anyways. You don't yeah. want to be exposing things and just jumping in the front. Well, you uh, got to use it. You got to use it more <clears throat> like um, you know, Talan tank commanders, if people can remember that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Couldn't go through a wall, but you just duck in, duck in, duck out, duck in, duck out. Right. You can do tons of shenanigans with this, and I'm fine with the way they, they have it. And this does give you consistency on this. Hmm. I would say that if we're going in order so far that we said, uh, Bealtan is significantly better. I mean, Altiox at the bottom, let's be honest. So let's just continue. Yeah, yeah. is got a trash, unfortunately. The Warlord trait, though, natural leader, full way rolls to hit, like just. just like that's free, free Warlord trait for Chapter Master? Hell yes. Hell yes. Yeah, that this is so big. The the mm. warlord trait itself makes this Beotan feel very good. Mm, agreed. Um, all right, on to Iandin. Uh, attribute is stoic endurance. Each time a combatrician test is taken for a unit with this attribute, add one to the combatrician test. Might as well just wipe that one out. It's never going to matter. Um, each time an attack is allocated to a model with this attribute, if that attack has an AP characteristic of neg one or neg two, worsen the AP of that attack by one. E.g., AP neg two becomes AP neg one. I like that quite a lot. That's quite nice. Um, I wish it worked on AP3 as well, but that's probably a pretty OP at that point. Um, the Warlord trait, Enduring Resolve. Each time this ward would lose a wound, roll a d6 on a 5 plus. That wound is not lost. 5 feel no pain. Um, can you still take a Wraith Seer? As, was that the Forge World Wraith Lord? I don't know if it's Legend yet. I think it's still available. I have to look on that one. I do not know the answer for that one. As a character, right? You can, you can give him a Warlord trait. Right. Yep. That would be sick. That's a, that's a big deal. Only, only that. Is there another example where five or feel no pain actually would matter? Because as it sits right now, I'm just going to die. <laughs> it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, not really. No, exactly. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Relic Pi Stone Pi Astronome of Eantin. Um, Eantin model only in the command phase. You can select one friendly Eantin Spirit Host unit within nine of the bearer until starting next command phase. Add one to the attack characteristics of models in that unit. If this unit is a Wraith Guard unit, it gains the battle focus ability. I like that a lot. If you're going down this that path, this is huge. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Th this is a big deal. This is the only reason that I don't think I auto. Put my wraith in Uthway, yeah, mm -hmm. because the plus one you get six attacks then. Yeah, with, dude, with wraith with uh, wraith blades, it's and huge, That's... and they get battle focus as well. So you can you can, you can take some actual D size and expect to be able to keep them safe rather than being a one use unit. Yeah. Um, it's huge. Mm -hmm. All right, guided wraith sight one CP. Um, use this strategy when you're shooting phase or in the fight phase. Select one Eandit Spirit Seer model from your army and one friendly Eandit Spirit Host unit. Until the end of that phase, that Spirit Host unit is considered to be within range of that Spirit Seer model's uh, Spirit Mark ability. What's the Spirit Mark ability, people at home? Three roll ones to wound. So, yeah, that's what I thought. So the Lieutenant Aura. Um, not bad, one CP, and it's just like anywhere on the table. Yeah, it, I, I actually think that Iandin is very nice for what it does it, mm. it, it the funny they, they just got the bad the bad luck of being the person that got the combat attrition test one because they put that yes. every, every single chapter whatever oh somebody gets this and it's just <laughs> well the thing that the reason it's pointless here is that if you take any yand and you lean heavy into the wraith constructs and if they're ever taking a morale phase you got one guy left in a unit and who cares you know yeah exactly um, yeah and who cares so that's why it doesn't make sense there it would make sense like in any other craft world but there it's just kind of stupid all right same <laughs> 
So uh, I like these guys a little bit. Attribute, the wild host. You can reroll charge rolls made for units with this attribute, which is gigantic. Mm -hmm. uh, units with this attribute are eligible to declare charge in a turn in which they fell back. If you're Very playing nice. an aggressive army, mm -hmm. uh, I was really looking at Sam Hain. I, I debated on taking this in this weekend, tell you the truth, and bringing a very bike-heavy army, uh, yep. all the Shining Spears and stuff. I mean, just, again, fall back and reroll to charge and falling back and charging are are huge. You know what I mean? That's a big deal. It's one of the reasons white scars were so uh, dominant for a while in Marines when they were there. The Warlord trade, Wild Rider Chieftain. Add one to the Warlord's attack characteristic. Never a bad thing. This Warlord is eligible to perform heroic intervention if it is within six inches. Hmm. So that's a big deal on that. Each time this Warlord makes a heroic intervention move, it can move up to six instead of three. Uh, blah, blah, blah. All the blah, blah, blah. It's just, it, yeah. it, it can we, it can heroic six inches. So, Man, I've got, a te I've got a Black Templars one that doesn't even have the plus one attack. There's so many factions that just have the six inch heroic intervention that, you know, this is just like a cherry on top. Cool plus one attack, and you get all that goodness, goodness too. So, the Relic, the Talisman of Tionkar. Good job. Each time this bearer makes a melee attack, if the bearer makes a charge move or heroically intervene this turn, add one to the strength and Ooh. damage characteristics of that attack and improve the AP by one oh, i love man. the combo of this it's 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 slightly situational it just depends on how much yes yeah. whoever you know you put that the warlord trade on with this combo of the relic uh that guy becomes a monster you know what i mean it's Dude, a big deal <clears throat> just just relic make everything better just everything is better now oh yeah um but you won't get to take a relic weapon of course so what do you what do you think this makes mileage on you're putting your on a bike with a lance Legit, that's it, yeah. Or talk on a bike with yeah. Lance. Talk on a bike and a bike with Lance. This this yep. makes him really, really good because uh, once he get he's he gets big damage, the strength's up, he's wounding most everything on a, a two or a three at that point in time. Mm -hmm. uh, with what, he's gonna be AP five on the charge or something? Yeah. So he's he's yeah. gonna be uh you know, he's already got that extra attack. Uh, and he's getting uh, this is just it's a good combo for sure. It's a good combo. I like this a lot. It's not the end all be all, but it, it is this is a great combo for a good beater character. And Absolutely. you're already playing if you're playing Sam Hain, you're playing an aggressive army exactly in the first place. So it really fits together. I love that this has synergy. When we did the Altioc, it we already said they're bottom, but I mean, I just I hated the fact that all their traits felt like they didn't have good synergy of what you want Agreed. to play with it. Mm -hmm. And this army, this, uh, the Sam Hain really feels well put together. And this is the style you're playing. If you're playing Sam Hain. So strategy warriors of the raging winds, one CP use the strategy with the start of your charge phase. So like one Sam Hain biker unit from your army until the end of the phase, that unit is eligible to declare a charge. Even if it advances this turn, this is gigantic. same, same as it was. And it's huge. If they've still yeah. got it. Yeah. It, it's just so, good and you're re-rolling that charge you're you're just hauling butt you two, you put a unit of shining spears with that you know mm -hmm. they're moving 22 and still get that oh. charge i i love that i mean i did this forever with these guys so this yeah. is why you made your guys sam hayne when you can actually mix and match uh you always made the bikes sam hayne because yes 22 and <laughs> 22 and charging seems good sounds good yeah um, so onto the so, so just put those in perspective. So I think Ulthway is probably the most well-rounded, um, but doesn't it doesn't play in the sandbox mm -hmm. like some of the rest of them does? Like you know, Ally Talk is so sandboxed that it's bad. Whereas Yandan is pretty sandboxed, but at least the units you're using it on are, have merit. Um, 
Where do you rank them? Like, you know, Alito- so Orthway's top or equal top, Alitox at the bottom, where's the rest? I would probably do Sam Hain second because I think that you can make a great, super fast mm-hmm. army and it's got a lot of synergies in it. Beal Tan is probably my third, yeah. uh, arguably in there. You know what I mean? You could say Sam Hain and Beal Tan are back, depending on what kind of army you like to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andon's in fourth and Elliot Talk is just, I mean, it's just so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. They're paying penance for breaking everyone's brains in mid eighth edition when you know <laughs> everything was minus two, minus three to hit. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> it's all uh, of the badness. Okay, we're up to the build your own variety of craft worlds. So these are far fun craft worlds. Um, if your chosen craft world does not have an associated craft world or attribute, you must instead create their craft world attribute by selecting far fun craft world attributes from the list here. Until otherwise stated, your craft world has two far fun craft world attributes from the following list. Now, I did wish that they kept doing the um Jeez, the GSC. Vehicle, man. Oh, yeah, my God. I was so disappointed mm. when I didn't see this. Man, I love that. They they, they hit it out of the park with the GSC, the Bears. Because you're never going to get these traits all equal. You know what I mean? They are yeah. going to be different than each other. <clears throat> in yeah, I 100% agree. Sure. 100% agree. All right, first one is in the footsteps of the ancients. You cannot select this far-flung craft word attribute if you have selected any other attributes. And if you select this one, uh, you cannot select the second. Uh, select one of uh, so this is the inheritors of the prime it's, it's a successor chapter yeah. yeah fair enough well i'll do the next one as well then so uh children of cain each sun model with this attribute makes a melee attack and i modified a wound roll of six add one to the damage characteristic of that attack that's actually really good <laughs> yeah that's actually I, really good I, I, I do like this especially if you're playing something really really well i i've debated on that well i'll we'll go to one of the other ones and i'll come back so I can never remember what this is. Children of Morai Hag. Each time a model with this attribute makes an attack, if that model's unit below starting strength, add one of the attacks, hit roll. This is garbage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's nothing, I mean, unless I'm totally mistaken, there's nothing in Eldar that takes a hit from much in the current meta and has anything left to give back. All right, next up is Children of Prophecy. Each time a psychic test is, or do not do which test is taken for a psychic unit with attribute, you can roll any dice of result of a one or a two. It's nice. It's good. It's strong. It, it really, if you do a psychic heavy army, uh, mm. this is fantastic. It's what it was before on this. I think it was only ones before, though. Yeah, uh, one and two is actually super, super strong. Unique. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Children of the Open Skies add one to the move characteristic models with this attribute. If the model with this attribute can fly, add two instead of one. And each time an advance rolls made this unit with this attribute, treat a dice roll of one and two as a three. This is Holy super shit. strong. That's amazing. <clears throat> Wow, and you get uh, that's that could be the whole thing, and it would still almost be takeable. Yeah, the fact exactly. you get another it, option with that is it, huge. It, it's super big. I love this. It, this is basically something you can do. I actually thought about this making a Sam Hain type list and doing mm-hmm. children and the children of the open skies for the extra movement, and you get the extra damage, the damage. on mm. sixes. <clears throat> it's big, man. Plus two, I'll say you go 24 inches and declare a charge. Well, so you can't advance. So you'd be going, what, 16 and declaring a charge? Um, 18. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, exactly right, 18. And then you're re-rolling all your advance rolls. But mind you, if you're taking all the bikers, they advance, all the advance six. Um, all right, diviners of fate. Each time you make a strands of fate roll, if every unit in your army has this attribute, excluding you know agents of the Eldari, Banathray, uh, and Unaligned, you can roll one additional D6. So you roll seven D6 for your strands of fate. Yeah. I'd rather just take it away at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. 
Just keep one more. Uh, elite citizenry. You add one of the leadership characteristics or models with this attribute. I don't care. Uh, each time you with this attribute is selected fight, you can reroll one hit roll. Uh, there's no reason to take this. No. Uh, just take I love... I, sorry, I do love that GW acknowledged how bad it was that they had to give you the reroll on it as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, expert crafters. Each time you know, with this attribute is selected to shoot or fight, you can roll one rune roll when resolving that unit's attacks. So that has been cut down to, I guess, the salamander um, profile of the one reroll to wound. Um, I'll do the next one as well. Grim. Uh, each time a combat attrition test is taken for any unit with this attribute, add one to the uh, combat attrition test. Forget about that one as well. Just white it out. doesn't exist. And uh, last one's yours, mate. Hail of Doom. Each time a model in this attribute makes an attack with a shuriken weapon, an unmodified roll of six automatically wounds the target it's treated and is treated as an unmodified roll of six. That so you get the extra AP. Yeah, that that this makes it worthwhile. I if you're If you're basically... And I've seen a couple <clears throat> builds already posted where people are talking about doing shuriken spam, basically. Mm. Everything that can, all the cannons, all the bike, you know, tons of things that can get it. Uh, I could see this working in a specific spam. I'm, I'm sure that Manny's already figured out a way to spam, <laughs> you know, spam shuriken because he's never found a keyword he didn't like to do only that one. So, yeah. but I could see it in that. Uh, but it's, it's, it's pretty decent. And this is why... And I can't. I you said that you were so right on the when you said the GSC, because man, some of these aren't even worth taking, but other ones are literally feel like they're ones and twos, and others are threes Agreed. and four, You know. Yeah. Agree. Um, next up is headstrong. You can roll advance and child rolls made for units with this attribute. Very strong. Just straight up, really strong. Congratulations, you are the best part of being Black Templars now, and you get another trait. <laughs> um, hundreds of ancient relics, which is something that people used to take quite a lot in their their customs. Um, while you get with this attribute is performing an action, and that unit can still shoot with that action failing. I like that quite a bit as well. It's good. It's I missed the plus one attack, which was huge with mm. the old hunters and ancient relics. So, but yeah, th this is big. The only thing is that if you're playing this army, I think that. Sorry, I had to cough there real quick. But uh, I feel like you have so many action takers in the first place that I don't care about this as much. Mm. I guess it would be different in certain bills. But I, I feel like the it is what go on. There's so many opportunities to be MSU with this army that I don't know if I care. Uh, masterful shots. Each time a model with this attribute makes a ranged attack, the target does not receive the benefits of light cover against the attack. Always good. I mean, having your army just yep. ignore cover. Mm -hmm. Strong. Uh, Masters of Concealment. Each time a range attack is made against a unit with this attribute, if the attack is, is more than 12 inches away, you get light cover. Not awful. Man. Not going not to save you. Yeah. Uh, mobile Fighters. Each time a model with this attribute makes an attack, if that model's unit disembarked from a transport model this turn, add one of the attacker's wound roll. I kind of like this. It's so situational, but if you're making a heavy transport army yeah while their transports are fairly expensive though so i don't know how often this is going to happen but it's kind of cool i mean plus I, one to wound is never bad no <laughs> it's not it's actually big it's real big um there's some yeah. rumors that i've been hearing that uh a certain much maligned eldar transport is now something of a drop pod which would be where <laughs> i see this getting some some merit that's a falcon right. for anybody passing <laughs> along at home <laughs> just yeah. bring it out there exactly. savage Savage Blaze is up next. Each time a model with this attribute makes a melee attack, if the model's unit has made a charge move, was charged a heroic intervention, improve the AP of that by one. Um, that is quite good with how good some of the new aspect yeah. warriors are. 
AP's pretty good at this, and I like that a lot. Swift Strikes. In your shooting phase, each time a unit with this attribute is selected to shoot, unless the unit fell back this turn, until the end of the phase, it counts as a remain stationary. I mean, yep. that's good. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, it's okay. I mean, are there that many heavy weapons that you'd really want to use that on? Not a ton, tell you the truth. Mm. There's so many things that are just assault in this army, yeah. so I, I don't know if I care about this. I'd have to look specifically. Um, it's 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 okay. How about that? It's not mm. bad. A couple of these are obviously sneakers, and a couple of them are amazing. So it's in yeah. the middle somewhere. Mm. All right, student of fall, <coughs> students of fall. Each time, students of fall. Each time an attack with a damage characteristic of one is allocated to a vehicle model with this attribute. Add one to any armor saving throws made for that attack. So mostly that's a three plus going to a two plus, which is quite nice because it might as well be a minus one rend against damage one, um, which it's, is good. It's weird because it's a, it, it, I'd like to see the build on this because it's all vehicles. Mm-hmm. It's it's only with vehicles on it. Yeah. I was wondering, I mean, like, I mean, if you take a serpent viper falcon type army all war walkers that actually feels like it'd be kind of decent because there's so much damage one out there to tell you the truth a so. huge amount because i mean the the meta is really diversified if you're not d3 plus three or d6 plus two you might as well be damaged one because of all the, yeah. the minus one out there um all right superior shurikens add three to the range characteristic of shuriken weapons models and unit with this attribute or cooped with um it's fine yeah it's fine i mean is it good enough to go along with the the sixes auto wound and can as a six is that the combo i mean i put i, I would yeah i would definitely combo that for sure mm. it, it, it's 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 just specific it's very situational you know in your army build if yeah. built, your army is built around already doing that shuriken build we were talking the halo doom uh you're definitely taking this so you, mm. you can just get more shots at more range more range yeah. is always good you know what i mean absolutely and that'll take a lot of the shuriken cannon uh, catapults from 1821 yeah which is actually a big difference True. Uh, it, it, that combo, the combo itself is very nice. So I'll mm. put that as not medium. It, it's it's very good, mm. but very situational because you have to build into it. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Next up, we have Vengeful. Each time model with this attribute uh, makes an attack with a melee weapon and modified hit roll of six scores one additional six. So that is you know whirlwinds of rage of people who'd be playing um, marines. So that's pretty nice. There's a lot of good good melee units in the range now. So I can actually see that being taken. Warding Ruins. Models with this attribute have a 6-up and vulnerable save. Each time a model in this attribute will lose a wound as a result of the mortal mm-hmm. wound, roll a d6, and a 5-plus, the wound is not lost. You are getting the best of the Uthway. You're getting two Uthway dot points in one. Exactly. That's quite impressive. Mm. I like Warding Ruins a lot here. Yeah, I do as well, dude. Damn, damn fine. Um, the fact <laughs> you get to pick your other option as well is fantastic. All right, Where Warriors... When a reinforcement unit is set, uh, so with this attribute, is set up on the battlefield for the first time until the end of the turn, each time a model in that unit makes an attack and a modified hit roll of six scores one additional hit. So that's the um, uh, it's arriving from reserve, but exploding six is for range. Which yeah, uh, I don't I was know. Wondering why it, I wouldn't just do? Why wouldn't I just choose vengeful at that point in time? Yeah, I guess exactly. It's not shooting. Vengeful's only melee, but yeah, but it's know. it's weird actually because <clears> like. How often are you going to get this triggered? Is it like you have to build your whole army to be reviving from reserve? How many? How many? How many actual times is this going to pop off before it doesn't matter? I mean, yeah, it's only it's only is, turn two and turn three, really. Yeah, this is a strat, not a not a craft world. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. All right, last one. Wrath of the Dead Wraith Construct units, excluding aircraft units. Even I don't think there is one that's an aircraft, but that's okay. With this attribute, eligible to perform heroic interventions as if they were character units. Uh, this is actually fairly big if you're yeah. bringing uh, a, 
a wraith construct army. I mean, there's and there's a lot of yeah. things that are wraith lords are good right now. Yep. Wraith blades are good. The wraith guard are still, I actually think, are actually really good at this. So there's this could come into play quite a bit, especially if you're playing a hand to hand version of that, because mm. you're looking at five attack, possibly six attacks if you put your you're playing the Iandin on that, uh, being able to heroic into you. So I, I don't hate this at all. No, I don't hate it either. I think it's amazing. And the fact you get to pick another option as well, in addition, like you could have exploding sixes in combat, in, in addition, and just play a massive, you know, um, Wraithguard army. Like, it seems quite good. All right, we actually wrapped that up in pretty quick time. So we're actually going to move on to the stratagems. We're going to dodge any stratagem that says Harlequin or Yanari specific. We're going to try and stick to the Craftware ones. Thank you so much, G-Dub, for putting it all together in one big pot. I, I know that you definitely <laughs> thought of me when you did that. And we're just like, you know what, Adam? Stuff you. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. Um, all right. This first one, the great enemy. It's one CP. You just stratagem in the fight phase when any Eldari, essentially Harlequins, uh, sorry, uh, Yanari, Asirani, is selected to fight. If you are fighting a Slanesh unit, you can reroll the hit roll and the wound roll. Um, one CP, when it comes up, you're going to be very happy. It's another reason why Keepers are secrets. Like, yikes. Because <laughs> just anything's yeah. going to kill them now. They, they've always had this. I love this. It's just, it is uh, huge. It's so specific. But if you do play Slanesh, you yeah. can reroll well, everything. The thing is, the units they were using it on before weren't that good. Now yeah. the units are actually good. So yeah, yeah. It, 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 on any of the new units, whew, mm. it feels good on that. Uh, matchless agility, one CP. Use the strategy shooting phase when a Syrian unit from your army makes a battle focus move. Do not roll a d6 to determine the distance that unit can move instead. Until the end of the phase, the unit can move up to six. This is mm -hmm. a big deal, actually. This is a huge uh, deal. It, it's. It's again. It's situational, but when you read this, it's gigantic. If you, mm -hmm. if if that six puts your entire unit behind, back behind the wall, back behind can't be seen. Uh, huge, definitely worth mm. a CP. I mean, you used to play this all the time when you were doing fire and fade. So why not? Yeah. Exactly right. All right, lightning fast reactions. One CP. Do not believe it has changed. Asirani Harlequin Zinari. I'm um, excluding monster units. It's selected as a target of an attack. Turn to the phase. The attack made against you subtract one from the attack's hit roll. It is the same as it ever was and probably ever shall be. Yeah. Bladestorm. A bladestorm is actually fantastic. Now it was garbage a minute ago. It was. Use the strategy of shooting phase when a Syrian or Harlequin's unit from your army is selected to shoot until the end of the phase. Each time a model in that unit makes an attack with a shuriken weapon, an unmodified hit roll of six scores one additional hit. Uh, if you're Beautiful. playing the shuriken army we're talking about, mm -hmm. it, this is literally being used in all five turns. Well, ex <clears> exactly, because all your sixes to hit are auto-wounding and rending, and then all those sixes generate another shot. Amazing. Exactly. It's just so mm. good for what it is. It's, it's a combo. Great synergy with that. <clears throat> all right, Marshall Citizenry, you just strategy, sorry, one CP, you just strategy in your shooting phase or in the fight phase when a guarding unit from your army is selected to shoot or fight to the end of the phase. Each time one that unit makes an attack, reroll, hit roll of one. Why you would ever use that in the fight phase, I do not know. Maybe there's like one, one wound, like space marine to kill. But in the fight phase, sorry, in the shooting phase, I don't hate it, but I don't know if you can add the CP to splurge. Yeah, there's so many other good stratagems mm. that you're going to be burning. It's just, it's a big deal. Uh, fire and reposition, one CP. Use the stratagems when an outcast units from uh, your army uh, makes a battle uh, focus. Boost. Not doing it. We're not doing it. It's not Craftwood Elder. No, I'm scooting down. Yeah. Avengers so, yeah. of Surion. Use the stratagem at the end of your shooting phase. Select one dire Avengers unit from your army that is below starting strength that unit can shoot again. Uh, the stratagem is amazing mm -hmm. until you read below starting strength. And it's also 2CP. 
that is way too situational for me uh, in the it first should, place. There should be 2CP with no below starting strength caveat. That oh, 100%. Be, that, that's it. That's it. I'm not spending 2CP um, to spend not my full unit. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. What, you only lose one guy? What shot at you? A freaking Grop Blaster? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Who killed one Dire Avenger ever? Um, all right. Unparalleled Mastery. So this is Harlequins and Multifaceted Mind. This is one to 1CP. Use this stratagem in your psychic phase after attempting to perform a psychic action with a Farseer, Shadowseer, or Devrain. Um, that unit can attempt to manifest one psychic power this phase, so you get to do a psychic power in addition to your psychic action. It's just, it's strong. I mean, it's just, it is, if you yeah. need it, it's fantastic. It's fantastic, yeah. Uh, uh, the Phoenix Reborn, 1 CP. Use the stratagem when a Phoenix Lord model for your army is destroyed. You can choose to roll 1d6 at the end of the phase instead of using any rules that are triggered, so basically you can't use a, a fight on death ability. Mm. If you do so, then on a 4+, plus, set the model back up in the battlefield as close as possible where they were destroyed, and now with an engagement range of an enemy model with d3 wounds remaining, you can only use this once per model. You can not You can use it once per Phoenix Lord, basically, yeah. if you have multiples. Yeah. Um, it's 50-50, and you no longer can reroll it with a CP, so mm-hmm. it's it's okay. When it's going to change the outcome of the game, sure. And for 1CP, yeah. why not? But otherwise, yeah, fair enough. Um, avatar Resurgent 2CP. You just strategy them in the fight phase when an Avatar of Kane model from your army that has not already been selected to fight this phase is destroyed. Do not remove that model from play. Add 2 to the model's attacks characteristic and it can fight after the attacking model's unit finishes making the attacks. Um, after it is destroyed, of course, it is removed. Um, once again, when it comes up, you're going to be happy it did, but yes. it's not something you should plan. Yeah. You shouldn't plan on getting right. guy killed. It, you know? it will smash people when mm-hmm. he does it, though. So, uh, Battle Psychers, this is literally why I brought four, four Warlocks this weekend. Nice. Uh, Battle Psychers 2CP, use the stratagem when a Warlock unit from your army that contains four or more models manifests a psychic power from the runes of battle. Discipline, instead of selecting one of the power's effects, you can select both of the effects. Ooh. I think this is very selectively cheeky powerful uh mm-hmm. it, i'm barely going to use it ever and i probably won't bring four warlocks again but yes. i i did want i did we'll go over this in the deuce on this but i i chose a couple things to make me able so that i could showcase a couple specific strats and abilities and that was one of them beautiful uh, i think it's hilarious i'm not sure it needs to be two cp when you have to take four warlocks to trigger it already, oh, already there's like, zero chance that it should be two cp this should be one cp yeah this should be one cp you're taking four <laughs> warlocks there's the tax already um right. so the eldari is your uh, um, extra warlock trait and it's 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 for asurani harlequins um and char- the characters they're in treasures of the eldari is your extra relics relics of the shrines um What's going on here? This is a strategy for the battle when you're mustering your army. If your wallet has the Asurana keywords, select two models in your army that have the word Exarch in their profile. Each of these models can be given one aspect shrine relic. This must be a relic they could have. Each relic in your army must be unique. You cannot use this stratagem to give a model two relics. You can only use this stratagem once unless you're playing a strike fork mission, which you can use this stratagem twice and onslaught three times. This is this feels like um, if Black Templar's relic bearers was turned into a stratagem, and I think this is right. quite cool. Yeah, it's it is it is very good. There's a couple of them that are significantly better than others, but it's cool for a CP. Uh, if you want to go for the best CP you're going to spend in the entire game, Seer Council, one <sighs> CP. Instead of using it every single turn, use the stratagem before the battle. When you're yep. mustering your army, select one Fire Seer model from your army and select one Warlock unit from your army that contain two or more models. All the Fire Seer models win six inch of the Warlocks, plus one Psychic Test for the Fire Seer model. <sighs> Well, that's big. 
and the Warlocks gain bodyguard. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a double. This You remember, Seer Council used to be mm. one per phase of Psychic yeah. Quest to add one to this. Now it's just one at the beginning of the game. And then you're also getting the benefit that the Warlocks get bodyguard. Get bodyguard. It's it, huge. It's big. Yeah. We, it's, we talk about that. Secret. You talk about that comboing with Ulthway, and you know you get plus one to cast your first spell, and all of a sudden you've got plus two, and then you've got rerolls, and you've got other shenanigans. It's very potent. I mean, you'd, you'd almost be planning to use that every single list. Oh, every game. This is uh, 100% I'm using this at this year council at the beginning of the game. And the thing is, is also you can use shenanigans on this. Uh, hmm. You can put your your bike in a little bit bigger base. You can put the Warlocks behind, especially if your opponent, obviously you're not going to use it against Tau, but if somebody yeah. doesn't have indirect, you put them behind the board, you know, just same bodyguard shenanigans you use with everybody. Put mm. the bodyguard unit behind a wall, face tank with the character, put them on an objective, make people yep. come to you. Nice. Okay, up next we have Linked Fire 2CP. You strategy at the start of your shooting phase, select one Fire Prism model from your army, then select one or two other friendly Fire Prism models uh, within 12 of and visible to that model. To the end of the phase, each time a the Fire Prism model you selected to shoot, uh, use, sorry, shoots using the focused lance profile of its Prism Cannon, that model makes two additional attacks with that weapon for each other Fire Prism you selected. Um, and invulnerable saving throws cannot be made against any attacks uh, made by that model with the weapon. To the end of the phase, each time a fire prism model you selected cannot make any other attacks with its prism cannon. Um, this sounds like a very expensive thing because yeah, it's two CP and you have to take two, uh, like three fire prisms or two fire prisms. Um, it's, but you know, it's ignoring yeah, it's in that it's AP a zillion, I think it is. Yes, on the the, the focus one, and it's good. It's good. How about that? It, it's, good. <laughs> it's good. It's situationally good. I mean, sometimes it's going to feel amazing. You know what I mean? But if somebody yeah. just brings a lot of units at you and you're just like, okay, well, whatever, you know, <laughs> it feels better later in the game, I guess, mm. when you're, when you, they don't have 14 drones and everything else on them. So, Correct. but, so, but, uh, it, it will be situationally amazing. I just don't mm. know if the fire prisons are going to be in the game long enough to yes. be able to go. Um, so for practicality's sake, a Fire Prism's focused lance is a range 60, heavy 2, strength 14, minus 5, D3, plus 3. So that profile getting, ignoring involves. Two extra shots. And, 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 yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, I don't yeah. like that all the shots have to be at the same target. Or is, is that is that incorrect? I've, I've remembered that wrong. No, this is... No, I just can't do... <laughs> That's the thing. Noise. Um, makes two additional attacks with that weapon using his focus profile. No, for each other just, five they model. just can shoot only that. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of sucks, and they don't get to shoot any of the other weapons. But you know, I think it'd be probably too crazy if they did. Um, yeah, I don't hate it if you're going down that um, fully mechanized route. I mean, it's going to hammer something. So uh, yeah, for sure. Feign retreat is amazing. Use the strategy in your move phase when Assyria and Harlow comes to your unit. If your army falls back, you can select from that unit to be eligible to shoot this turn or eligible to declare a charge this turn or both. If you select both, it's two. If one, it's one. It's the same one from Dark Eldar. It's great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, forewarned, two CP. Use this strategy at the end of the reinforcement step of your opponent's movement phase. Select one Craftword unit from your army within 12 of a friendly Craftword Farseer model. Um, that Craftword unit can shoot as if it were your shooting phase, but its model's can only target the other unit that arrived. Reinforcement says that turn and was within twelve. Oh, sorry, eighteen. Uh, rather than when they 
when they shoot. Yeah. So that's with the eighteen the model when it arrives. It used to be infinite, which was dumb. But it, yeah, and it, but it used to also be six inches of the far So true. they extended yeah. that and lowered the where you have to be. So yeah, it's, it's good. It, it's going to be more situational than it used to be. Just like ridiculous when I could just sit up on top and just go. I'm shooting everywhere. Yeah. So exactly right. So the tears of Isha use the strategy of command phase. Select one craft world wraith construct model from your army. That model regains up to D three lost wounds. If the selected model is within six of a friendly spirit seer model. That model regains three lost wounds instead. If you select Titanic's model, the stratagem costs two. Otherwise, it costs one. This is really strong. It is. Uh, if you're playing wraith construct, you probably have a spirit seer in your army, mm. and it's nice to basically heal. I mean, we do it with tech marines all the time. Uh, we and give them a relic for it. Uh, you're using one CP. I don't know if I want to use one CP every time. I'd rather this is a relic, mm-hmm. but uh, still, it's never bad to heal a guy up. Yeah, exactly right. All right, fire and fades up next. It's surprising to see this and the auto battle focus six uh, both coexist. This is two CP. You just drag him in your shooting phase after making attacks with an Asirani, Harlequins, or Yunari unit, excluding aircraft units from your army. They can immediately make a normal move up to seven inches. Unless it is a Harlequins unit, um, it cannot disembark. Correct. cannot embark in a transport uh, model at the end of this move until the end of the turn. That unit is not eligible to clear a charge unit with the battle focus ability. Cannot make a battle focus move in a turn in which they are selected for this stratagem. Lots more T's and C's added there, but it's still a phenomenally good strat. Yeah, it's it, it's basically exactly the same as the the Dark Elder one. You know, they put it up to two. Um, it's it's super good. I mean, the thing is, is that the only thing about this is this we were talking about a lot of these CP, these other stratagems being okay. The problem is, is that this army burns CP mm-hmm. if you want to mm-hmm. do a lot of these shenanigans. So Phantasm, uh, Phantasm is as it was before. Use the strategy to start of the first battle round before the first battle round begins. Select up three Syrian, Harlequins, or Yunari units, excluding Titanic units, from your army and redeploy them. If the mission uses strategic reserve, strategic reserve rules, any of the units can be placed into strategic reserves without having to spend any additional CPs, regardless of how many units are already in strategic reserves. If both players have the ability that redeploy units roll off, the winner chooses who replays units first. You can only use this stratagem once. I love the fact that they had to put that in because if you recall <laughs> back in the day, they would just spam a phantasm at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. until they rolled against it. You're like, no, stop doing that. Uh, Correct. <laughs> um, it's interesting that, you know, this is, this is why Ally Talk just doesn't do a damn thing. Even if it wasn't restricted to just rangers, everybody has access to phantasm. So what you're getting yeah. from Ally Talk is just like, nice but who cares and that's if it wasn't restricted to rangers yeah you're playing it's like if you're playing pure raven guard and no Mm -hmm. one's doing that so no no (laughs) um eldritch storm is up next through three cp you can already get the gist this is an orb b but i'll do it just for the sake of completion new strategy in your command phase if a far model from your army is on the battlefield select one point on the battlefield within 24 of a far model from your army and place a marker on that point in your next psychic phase, fast models from your army that are within 24 of that marker can perform the following psychic actions. Empower Storm, it's a warp charge 5. Any number of fast models in your army can attempt to perform this action. At the start of your next shooting phase, roll 1d6 for each unit within 6 of the center of the marker you placed. Subtracting 2 of the unit being rolled for is an infantry character unit. On a 2+, plus, that unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. An additional 1 mortal wound for each time the Empower Storm psychic action was successfully completed this turn. That marker is then removed. You can only use this stratagem once. The only... <laughs> it's it's the crazy best. if you have multiple Farseers. It's exactly right. How many Farseers are reasonable, though? 
two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, it's, it's worth it to smash twice. If your opponent's bunched up at all, it is pretty gross if you have two Farseers. Hmm. I, oh, I, because they can't move away, because all of these happen in your same turn. turn. Same turn. Yeah. I like the th- I'd like to take two Farseers and then just tell my opponent about this like three or four times when they're playing like a Tau Gunline or something and be like, you sure? Because I do have Eldritch Storm. Um, it'll never do anything there. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not doing it, but in the yeah. times that you can do it, it's going to be crazy sauce. So, uh, one-way mm. strike, one or three CP. Uh, I don't think this has changed. Use a stratagem before the battle when declaring reserves and transports. If you're playing a mission without the step, use a stratagem during deployment instead. Uh, you're always going to have that. If you spend one CP, you can select up to one infantry, biker, or biker unit of any type uh, <laughs> from your army in the webway instead of setting up the battlefield. If you spend three CP, you can place two infantry, bike, yep. uh, units into the webway instead. And this is uh, this is for every Eldari, so Harlequins and Yunari yeah, as well. It's yeah, it's exactly it's it's Yunari, uh, Harlequins, and uh, Assyrian. And then you in the infantry reinforcement step, your move phase, you can set up the units in the webway anywhere on the battlefield that is more than nine inches away from your own models. You can only use strategies once. Uh, you basically set up effectively. You're setting up one or two people in deep strike. Always strong to have that option. Uh, it's nice, especially when you're doing things that have pluses to charge and things like that, uh, you can actually get some very good value out of this. Absolutely. Uh, next up is Wire Wave Grenades, uh, 1 CP. Use a stratagem to shard the opponent's movement or charge phase. Select one enemy unit, excluding units that can fly within 12 of a Shroud Runner's unit from your army, and roll a d6. That enemy unit suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the result to a maximum of one mortal wound per model in the enemy unit. To the end of the phase, subtract the result from that enemy unit's uh, movement characteristic to a minimum of zero. Until the end of the phase, um, your opponent must subtract the result from their charge roll as well. You can only use this stratagem once per turn. I mean, if the Shroud Runners were good, this would be good. I don't think the Shroud Runners are very good, but I'm happy to be wrong. It's it's funny because it's just if you could pick one, it would be better than just rolling the D3. Mm. So, oh, that's true as well. That is absolutely right. Yeah, I just don't care. Like if I subtract off their movement phase maybe it you know what i mean it's just yeah you know like hey i got some damage you know when i actually wanted to subtract them so you know it's just i would rather be able to just i'm never going to use this just because it's i I don't know what the the effect's going to be yeah exactly right two of those effects are phenomenal one of them is just d3 mortal wounds and whatever um but yeah the other two are fantastic but you can't have the reliability so it's no good Right. Uh, shield Discharge. Use the stratagem at the start of your charge phase. Select one model from your army equipped with a Serpent Shield or Wave Serpent Shield. Then select one enemy unit within 12 inches of that model. Until the end of the turn, they cannot fire Overwatch or set to defend. Each time a model in that enemy unit makes a melee attack, subtract one from the attack hit roll. Uh, after using the stratagem, the selected model is no longer considered to be equipped with a Serpent Shield or a Wave Serpent Shield. Uh, this is nice, but the benefits of having both of those are kind of big. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you better basically I'm only using this if my opponent has flamers or something that's just going to wreck my, my unit when it charges it yes. so, yeah yeah, um, and you're only using it like turn 4 turn 5 when you don't need the serpent shield anymore really um, yeah different. I mean thank god it's not what it used to be <laughs> which is just ah more mortal wounds yay 
Spamming mortal wounds, yes. Love it. Um, grenade pack, one CP. Up next, use a stratagem in your movement phase after a sweeping hawk unit from your army makes a normal move or advances. Select one enemy unit, any model in that sweeping hawk's unit moved across this phase. Roll a D6 for each enemy model in the sweeping hawk's unit, subtracting one if the selected enemy unit has a character keyword. Um, I suffer one model wound to a maximum of six for each four plus. So this sounds a lot like what the Hellions have got, right? And the the, the Reavers, the Dark Elder. 100%. It's, uh, it's fantastic. I'm actually uh, quietly a fan of um, uh, Stripping Hawks at the moment. I actually think they're, they're not too bad. I'm not sure how good they are, but they operate very similar to Taraxi for Admech, and I quite like that. I think they're really... This is... They do a lot of shenanigans. I just think that, like I said, we were talking before. This this whole book has a lot of shenanigans, mm. and I love it. These, but the thing is, is you have to make you're going to have to make a lot of decisions. Yes, because uh, I mean, we just read off uh, a ton of stratagems that could be used in any single one of the armies, and I'm pretty sure we're up to like 20 CP we wanted to use. So Correct. It's, <laughs> you're gonna, there's going to be a lot of picking and choosing mm. in what's actually feasible like people were i love when people were originally were looking at these and like oh my god they can do this 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 you're like no not really though you know like you can do one third of those <laughs> just mentioned exactly yeah. <laughs> you can either have a bunch of movement you can do a bunch of damage or you can get a bunch of rerolls but you can't do all of them so <laughs> it's it's a real thing on that starhawk missile who cares? But use the strategy <laughs> phase of the serial model for your army. Targets an aircraft unit with an Adari missile launcher. That model can only make one attack with the weapon in this phase, but when dropping the attack, add one of the hit attacks hit roll. If the hit is scored, the target suffers. Well, it's 2d3 now. It used to be d3. Yeah. the wounds and the attack sequence ends. This is worthwhile to put down an aircraft unit. Mm -hmm. uh, we have significantly less aircraft than we used to because they're two, you know, per, per army. Um, very, very situational, but now worth it. It used to just be in the D3. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong on that. It mm -hmm. used to be terrible. Uh, now it's probably not going to be used, but it's situational. Yeah, I don't know which, which units you've got that are taking missile launches when you can have all the fusions and the Reapers. Uh, just, and that, that's my thing. Is why I said, yeah, exactly. That's why, maybe? Like, yeah. Uh, I'd say maybe, but I, I still have options of Bright Lances and stuff. I don't. Exactly right. All right, up next, uh, Resonator Shard, 1 CP. Use a stratagem in your shooting phase when a unit from your army that contains any models equipped with a D cannon, uh, Doom Weaver, or Shadow Weaver is selected to shoot until the end of the phase each time an attack is made by a model equipped with a D cannon, Doom, Doom Weaver, Shadow Weaver. Uh, the target's enemy within 12 of a friendly Resonator Shard unit. You can re-roll their hit roll. So this is like... Um, a lot of people have a similar strat. I know for Raven Guard, Raven, sorry, Raven Wing, I have a similar strat where I can put like a, a yeah, land speeder within 18 and then get plus one to hit and right. stuff. I think you, you can do it with Rangers. I mean, you're just spotting. So it's it's not bad. It's mm. not going to be used a ton. There's armies that are talking about using a zillion um, indirect, and this would be mm -hmm. definitely be used with that. So exactly right. Depending on your build, of course. Fusion charges, one CP. Use the strategy in the fight phase. When a fire dragon's unit from your army is selected to fight, select one model in that unit. That model can only make one attack this phase and must target an enemy vehicle unit within that attack. But if it hit <laughs> score, the vehicle suffers 2d3 mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends. Uh, we, we had the, this forever. It's good. It's situationally really, really good, but it's very specific. One specific unit against one specific unit type. And then maybe. <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not crazy about it. It's fine. You're barely, probably never going to use it, honestly. What are you... I mean, if you want to go for the cherry on top, you know, you know, the uh, fire dragons comes out of a transport, shoots something dead, manages to get a charge and does something decent. Um, and then you finish them with the strat or whatever. Um, but that's very unlikely. <laughs> um, and that is actually it for the Ashurani um, stratagems. Everything else uh, to come. We've got two pages of Harlequin strat, which will have to wait for their own episode. But we are trucking along, my dude, at a pretty nice clip. So if you like, we'll touch on the exarch powers so these are for those people who aren't aware these are your um pay extra points in list construction to get perks right mm -hmm. and it's pretty much the same i mean i know i know a lot of the options have changed but it's pretty much the same thing as it was in their um psychic awakening right so these these all cost i mean we got a lot of free ones here the, the thing is is that some of these are just super expensive uh some are worth it, some are not. We'll go through them. It just it, the thing is, is, you have to look at the the unit cost after you put this on them because you're probably going to be taking a lot of small units. Mm -hmm. So um, I'll read out the the T's and C's here, and then you can give us the rundown of what you get. If your army is battleforged and includes any Asirani detachments, excluding um, auxiliary, super heavy, exact, uh, etc., then when you are mustering your army, you can upgrade aspect warrior units from your army that contained an Exarch model by giving them one of the Exarch powers chosen from those presented here. To do so, select one aspect warrior unit, blah, 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 you get the idea. Um, you can also select any Crimson Hunter unit from your army and upgrade that model to be an Exarch. When you do so, select one of the appropriate Exarch powers listed there. Each time you upgrade a unit to have an exact power, its power rating is increased by one. If you're playing a match play, a game, or a game that uses a points limit at the points value, the model is increased, etc., as you'll see across. If a unit has an exarch power, its exarch model will gain bonuses to its characteristics as follow. Add one to wound, add one to ballistic skill, and add one to attacks, in addition to what you're about to get, um, which follows. So give us the, the glowdown, mate. Start with Crimson Hunters first. My least favorite because I hate flyers with a passion of Fair. a thousand suns. Eyes of Cain, strafing assault, swooping evasion. 30 points, 20 points, 25 points. And Eyes of Cain, each time this model makes an attack that targets an enemy unit that can fly, the attack automatically hits the target. So mm -hmm. this is actually gigantic. If I was going yes. to take a Crimson Hunter, it's getting Eyes of Cain because. It's anything that just has the fly keyword, which is a lot of things. Most so, of the best things. <laughs> right. Yeah. Does do Karasa's suits have fly? They do, yeah? Yep. They all have fly. <laughs> yeah, boy. So, strafing assault. Each time this model makes a ranged attack, the target does not receive the benefits of cover against the attack. This is just Cute. laughably worse than Eyes of Cain. Mm -hmm. uh, swooping Evasion. The model has a 5 plus invulnerable save. If you take a Crimson Hunter and you don't take Eyes of Cain, you've been uh, hanging out with Drago doing warp dust in the warp. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, this one uh, is so much better. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. even It's it's not even in the same... You're saying Eyes of Cain is so like, much better than the other two, yeah? Yeah, it's just like, why would you ever take the others instead of mm -hmm. this? Uh, and Swooping Evasion, a 5-up invulnerable save does not save you, like these days. If that was like plus one armor and a 5-plus invulnerable, something like that, sure. Yeah, then you'd have some options, but yeah, mm -hmm. just whatever. All right, up next we have the Dire Avengers, 20, 25, and 10 points uh, for these respective ones. Um, defensive stance in your shooting phase. Uh, whilst this unit contains a Dire Avenger exarc model, models in a unit can make attacks with ranged weapons even while the unit is within engagement range of any enemy units and can do so even if other friendly units are within engagement range also. Uh, if they do so, uh, the attacks only target what they're engaging range of. Uh, this is cool. Um, I don't know what you're getting charged by in the current meta that isn't just like 
wiping out your unit of Dire Avengers. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe if you got to charge and wrap off another squishy unit and then shoot yourself out and move off, that's more of a more of a play there. But as it's right now, Dire Avengers aren't getting charged and surviving anything. Um, Shredding Fire is up next. Uses, sorry, while this unit contains a Dire Avenger x model, each time a model in a unit makes a ranged attack with a Shuriken weapon, uh, the Shuriken ability takes an, uh, an effect on an unfired wind, or sorry, wind roll of a 5 rather than a 6. That could be comboed extremely nicely with some of the other buffs, the build your owns. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. Because you can get, if you're doing that Shuriken build and you're running around with some Dire Avengers and all your other stuff, uh, this this is strong. For is sure. there any? So I didn't read any caveats or T's and C's saying you can't just have four units of Dire Avengers with four shredding fires. Is that correct? I thought you had to make them different. I don't. Oh, okay. I'll we'd have to. Yeah. Uh, ba, 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 ba. But uh, let me hit the last one while you're looking for that. Yeah. Stand firm. While this unit contains Dire Avenger Exarch model, the the unit has the obsec. Security, objective security ability. If the unit already has the objective security ability, then for the purpose of determining which player controls an objective, each model in this unit counts as two. So if Azerman's standing next to you, you count as two. Add one of the leadership characteristic models in the unit. Um, does not say anything here say, stating you cannot do the same one more than once. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. You can upgrade Aspect Warriors units from your army that contain Nexarch model. To do so, select one aspect word, word Exarc and do. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about not being able to use it more than once. Yeah, I don't, know if I, do it. I don't know. If do it. It's a lot of points, man. Uh, and you did stand firm. What are your thoughts there? It's. It's not. I'm not taking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's shredding fire or bust, right? You're doing this. Yeah, I mean, stand firm. I mean, if you're bringing them and you're you want your, if you don't have you know, Azerman out here because he gives them OPSEC, and you want the, the Dire Avengers to be OPSEC, it's, if you can spam it, it's not bad, because it's only 10 points. So, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's OPSEC. You know, tell you the truth, I would pay 10 points for OPSEC. How about that? Um, yeah, so. Your army or crusade force cannot include more than one unit with the same Exarch power. Just found it. Or more than one Cruise and Hunter model upgraded to be an Exarch. Apologies, everybody. Um... Yeah, I was assuming there would be because it seemed too possibly too meta warping to do it otherwise. But there we go. So you can only use it once. All right, warp spiders, spiders lair is fifteen. A surprise assault is fifteen. Web of deceit is also fifteen. So they're all fifteen. Spiders lair reads as last once per battle at the end of the movement phase. If this unit is wholly within an area terrain feature and contains a warp spider exarch, you can select for that terrain feature to be webbed. If you do so until the start of your next turn, enemy units treat that terrain feature as if it had difficult ground uh, terrain trait. So minus three to move through each time an enemy model, uh, enemy unit, sorry, ends any type of move, excluding pylon or consolidations within that terrain feature roll d6 or two plus they suffer d3 mortal wounds um not horrible i don't know if you're gonna do it though because you have to be within the same drain feature right it's just to everything two d's and d's um surprise yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, the, <coughs> go ahead. Uh, if this unit was set up uh preparing a sudden assault and contains a warp spider exarch model when this unit is set up on the battlefield for the first time until the end of the turn. Each time a model in this unit is selected to shoot, it makes one additional attack with each death spinner it's equipped with. Don't hate that. And let's do the last one quickly. Web of Deceit. It's Once still. per battle, uh, if this unit contains an exarch model, instead of making a battle-focused move, you can remove this unit from the battlefield and set it up again anywhere on the battlefield, nine away from any enemy models. Once per battle, it's the same turn, though, isn't it? 
Yeah, this this is this is actually really big. <laughs> it's huge. Those last two are actually quite big. Um, what's the is the okay. sudden assault just being put in? Um, like you know, where we strike or destrike? Yeah, it's it's just it's their term for basically. Yeah. So, uh, but Weber Seed's huge uh, in this because you can move across, you can steal an objective at the end of the game. You can just you, you can take a do a secondary move, just whatever. It's 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 very strong. And it getting the it depends on how big your unit is, rise assault. Uh getting plus one shot for all your guys when they come down. Mm. It's not bad. Yeah, I don't mind that either. Um because there's a lot of ways to buff that up. Of course, you got Doom and Jinx and all the other bits and pieces to make them actually quite slappy. Uh so yeah. All of the goodness. Let's go to some shining spears. Expert powers. Expert Lancers, 20 points. Heart Strike, 15. Lightning Attacks, 20. Expert Lancer. In the fight phase, each time a model in this unit makes an attack, if the unit made a charge moves this turn and contains a Shining Spear Expert model, add one of the attacks hit roll. Yep. Strong. 20 yep. points. The entire unit gets plus one to hit on mm-hmm. a charge. Heart Strike. Each time this model, this Shining Spear Expert model, makes a melee attack, an unmodified wound roll of 5+, plus, inflicts one mortal wound on the target, in addition mm-hmm. to any normal damage. Kind of crap because it's only for the Exarch. So yeah, how many attacks can they? they exactly. Want. He gets, I think four. Mm. Uh, it, I mean, he gets one mortal wound. I'm, I'm just yeah. You're lucky when that. you're happy when you get two. Yeah, uh, lightning attacks each time this unit makes a consolidation move. If it contains a shiny spear, Exarch model can move an additional six. That's gigantic. Nine, nine inch yeah. consolidate. That's yeah. Monstrous. So the first and the first and the last ones are actually really good. They are. Yeah, they're both quite takeable. If you had two two units of spears, you could both. Yeah, I could. I could definitely see that. Tell you the truth. All right. um, Next up, Howling Banshees. Graceful avoidance is twenty. Oh, so it's it's twenty ten fifteen in the order in which I'll be reading them. Graceful avoidance. Whilst this unit contains a Howling Banshee Exarch model, uh, models in the unit have four plus invulnerable save against melee attacks. I don't hate it, especially as they've got um they've got a bunch of other things. Like I think they've got minus one to hit in combat as well, or is it yep. ignore watching? So that adds yeah, up they do nicely. Um, nerve shredding shriek. Each time this unit finishes a charge move, you can select one enemy with an engagement range of this unit's Howling Banshee Exarch model and roll a d6 on two plus. They suffer a mortal wound, and at the end of the turn, subtract one from combat. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm sorry, I read that. Uh, <laughs> add one to the damage characteristics of melee attacks made by this Exarch model. Um, they're, they're damage it, one base, are they going to two? Is that right? Well, the, the, the thing is, is the Howling Banshee Exarch can actually get, I think, eight attacks, though. So this is legit. Okay. That is legit. That's like Succubus, Razor yeah. Flail level crazy. Yeah, if, you're, if you're bringing a big squad, like, for instance, I just screwed around with taking Graceful Avoidance on a, a 10-man squad of Banshees, but mm-hmm. typically I would only bring five-man squads, and Piercing Strike is the way to go. For sure. Piercing Strike seems pretty good. I mean, if you got, once again, if you've got two squads... Definitely going to consider taking both. Um, all right, can I do my, can I do the next one because they're my favorites, so the scorpions, and you can do the reapers. Um, you give right. you give me the ones that got the most put down. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, it's my show. Eh? That's 15, 20, 20. Uh, sorry, 15, <laughs> 15, 20, 30. Uh, crushing blows each time this unit struck a scorpion. Exact model makes a melee attack that targets a non-titanic unit. If it hit is scored, the attack automatically wounds. So, and you know, you can guide and do things like that to make sure they hit or just be bail tan. Um, deadly ambush. While this unit contains a Strikoscopic Exarch model that is wholly within an area terrain feature, each time a melee attack is made by a model in that unit, add one to attack's hit roll and improve the AP by one as well. I don't hate that because most times people are in terrain if they can be in terrain. And then Scorpion Sting. Each time this unit is selected to fight, if it contains the Exarch model until that fight is resolved, replace the ability of the unit's 
uh, Striker Scorpion Exarch models of Mandiblasters with the following. Each time the bearer makes a melee attack that targets a non-vehicle unit and a modified wound roll of 5 plus inflicts a mortal wound and a target in addition to any other damage. I love I love Striker yeah. Scorpions. Tell me a story, though. I, I, I love the Scorpions. I've always loved them. I wanted them to be good. I took them even when they were bad just because they were 65 points at the time. Uh, I would love to take Scorpion Sting but I would rather take five-man units, and I'm not upping my units caused mm-hmm. by six points a guy for yes. the mortals. Uh, that's the problem. I think this is a great ability, but it's overcosted. Um, weirdly enough, I would probably just take uh, Crushing Blows or Deadly Ambush. Mm-hmm. But again, they're, they're fairly expensive. Crushing Blows is probably the easiest to just convince yourself to take if you upgraded mm. the weapon already. Uh, Deadly Ambush is just nice. But it is. I mean, Sting is so good. It's just thirty points, man. It's just yeah. Woo. Yep. So, but I like this unit. Without, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't. I don't even know if they need. I don't think they even need any of these. Though, Strangers Guardians are actually pretty good if we go through. They're good. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to be going and hunting down opponents like you know big units or whatever. But they're a phenomenal harassing unit, and you can't. Oh, sure. You just. You can't ignore them, which is really nice. Yeah. It's a good save. They can forward deploy. It's, it's mm. nice. So Reapers, oh, I'm so sad for you. Exit bring, bring your death. Focused fire reaches the 25, 15, 15. Bring your death. If the unit's dark XR model is equipped, the Reaper Reaper, yeah, Reaper launcher shuriken cannon. Each time the model is selected to shoot, it makes one additional attack with this weapon. So old fast shot. If this unit's dark Reaper model is equipped with an Aldari missile launcher or tempest launcher, each time the model makes a range attack, the target does not receive the benefits of cover against that attack. This is very nice for a tempest launcher Exarch, uh, but it is twenty five points, so I'm probably again not taking it. Yeah. Uh, focus fire. Each time the unit's dark Reaper model makes a range attack, add one to the wound roll. It's only on the Exarch. Again, mm-hmm. not worth it. Uh, Reaper's Reach. When this unit contains a Dark Reaper Exarch model, models the unit did not suffer the penalty. Hit rolls incurred for firing heavy weapons in the same turn. The unit is moved. They used That's, to just auto-get that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 15 um, points to get it back, and you're, well, you're likely to do it, right? Uh, yeah. If I'm gonna, if, if I'm taking a five-man unit of Reapers, which is now their min-squad size, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking Reaper's Reach because I just don't want to take minuses. It seems terrible. Yeah, fair. All right, so Fire Dragons, we are 20, 25, 15. Blazing Fury is the first one. Uh, whilst this unit contains the Exarch model, add four to the range characteristic of ranged weapons they're equipped with. Seems nice, because they have to get so close anyway. Burning Heat, whilst the Exarch model is alive, each time model on this unit makes a range attack, the targets a unit wholly within nine inches of it. So not wholly, just within nine inches of it. If a hit is scored, the attack automatically wounds. Actually, I quite like that. And Dragon's Bite yeah. is the last one. Each time uh, this unit's Fire Dragon Exarch model makes a range attack that targets a vehicle or a monster. If you're not shooting vehicles or monsters, why'd you bring them? Um, if <laughs> that attack is made uh, with a Dragon Fusion Gun or Fire Pike, add two to the damage characteristic of that attack. That's huge. If that attack is made with a, a Flamer, add one to the damage and re-roll the wound roll. Um, they all seem good. I, the thing is, is that I love the first two because they actually are just everybody. It's everybody, exactly right. The, the last one is significantly worse because it's so pigeonholed. Yeah. Yeah, I just, the, any of the ones that's only the Exarch, I have a hard time mm. except Justifying. for the, except for the Howling Banshees one just because of the fact that she gets so many attacks anyways. She's a baby so. succubus, man. It's crazy. If you get yeah. eight, eight attacks, it's monstrous. 100%. So, Swimming Hawks, we've got 20, 15, 15, Rapid Deployment. R- rapid redeployment. While this unit contains a Swooping Hog Exarch model, the unit is eligible to shoot in a turn in which it fell back. Uh, this is nice, except for the fact that they are 
uh, crazily fragile. Uh, mm-hmm. But if somebody touches you, it's really nice to just bounce away. So possibly worth it. It is 20 points. Uh, suppressing fire in your shooting phase. After the unit is shot, you can select one enemy unit that has the target that was the target of a range attack made by this unit, Swooping Hawk Exarc model, this phase, and roll 3d6. If the result is greater than the enemy unit's leadership characteristic until the start of your next shooting phase, that enemy unit cannot fire Overwatch, set the defender, perform any actions. If the unit was performing an action, the action immediately fails. I actually like this one quite a bit. I do too. Uh, it's, the only thing and- is it's not automatic, so you have yeah. to 3d6 it over somebody, so you can't just accept it i mean you could yeah. just do hey to be honest if you could just take we're not in the harlequins but you could always just shoot it with the death jester and have this automatically happen uh but it it's nice though you know what i mean especially there's a lot of actions especially with people that if they're not you with obsec are gonna wait until the command next command phase uh-huh. uh just to ping them and auto do this and the funny thing is is you can actually uh cheese this out a little bit because you can just fire the xr at them and then shoot the rest of the unit at whatever you really wanted yeah. to. And then yeah. they, they got four shots of strength, four neg one a piece, man. They're actually pretty slappy. Right. Uh, so I, I don't hate this. Winged evasion. Each time this model is selected as a target of a range attack, if the if the if it contains the swooping gonk Exarch model, until the end of the phase, each time a range attack is made against this unit, subtract one from the attack hit roll. It's fantastic. Fifteen points to make you minus one to minus hit. One to hit. On, the, on the whole unit. It's very nice. Very nice. And then you got a bunch of other, you know, bits and pieces to try and keep them alive, like, you know, using the fire and fade or extra battle. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, and on that note, that'll bring us to the end of this half of the uh, Crawford Eldar review. Please tune us in next week. Up to Brad if he wants to join us. He will have uh, the mandate if he likes it. We will be discussing the wall of traits, the relics, and then the secondaries breaking down are some of the notable data sheets that you're likely to see that maybe you didn't see before. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully you guys have enjoyed that one. And then stay tuned and jump in over to the Article 40K uh, or Art of War Down Under over on Patreon and cast your vote for whether we do Yanari or Harlequins up next. How do you feel how do you feel about this book? Do you think it's gonna be the the sky is falling S tier behemoth that people predicted it to be? Or is it more of an A plus, A minus? I think it's A plus. I think it's it's until it's laughable compared to Tao, but it's really good. I was about to say the same thing. It seems like it would have great play into Custodes because it has a bunch of really reliable, high-impact weaponry, um, and it has the speed to play keep away when it needs to, but I really worry about it against Tau. Like, Tau just seems to be just walk up, and all their profiles just delete, delete everything. Yeah, um, it's just... You have too much T3 running around, and... All, all your saves are bad. <laughs> like yeah, AP1 yeah, exactly. is all they need. And that's guess what? That's AP1 on damn everything. Um, so on that note, we will wrap this one up. Thank you guys who have stuck tight. Unfortunately, I do apologize if we went a bit fast through that. Um, I am feeling really unwell at the moment, so I do want to get power on. And um, if we didn't give some things the time they deserve, I do apologize. Jump over to part two, which Brad and I will be recording now. We're going to unpack the list that he's taken to the hardest ITT in the land this weekend. In addition, we're also going to be talking about the list that he really wants to build in the future and answering a bunch of your patron questions brad anything you'd like to say before we check out i'm just ready for part two my friend that's where i really focus my mojo let's do it let's do it all right my man take care everybody good night and enjoy your knife-eared goodness bye-bye thank you for listening to art of war down under a content review podcast for warhammer 40k 
Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War down under. Signing out from tomorrow.